Welcome back to Shay Says, everyone, and thank you for coming back to hear what I have to say. If you have not heard any of the past episodes, please stop this episode and go back because each episode is important to learn and to hear to get into the next episode. So the past few episodes, we've really gotten into mental health and how we should appropriately talk about anxiety specifically and how to cope with it. For this episode, we're really going to get into depression. So I really wanna talk and get more into that today. And I want to discuss that it's okay if you have depression and how you can appropriately get the right resources that you need. What's really gotten me to make this episode is when I saw one of the tweets that said, I dealt with depression by myself and that is where real strength comes from. And that really disheartened me to think that that's what we think, the strength. So I brought back Dr. Sade to really help us talk about depression and how to get into all of that, how we can appropriately talk about it again. So thank you, Dr. Sade, for coming back to Shay Says. I had to bring you back and to discuss more important topics on mental health. So hopefully in this episode, I want this to be informative, but I don't want this to be too informative where someone can't feel as if this is an open space where they can feel comfortable about talking about mental health. I first wanted to go over what is depression. I know depression is a mood disorder where that actually colors the person's perception of the world. Yes, that's right. So depression, you know, we use it a lot in kind of everyday language. Oh, I'm feeling so depressed. Um, And actually there are certain symptoms or behaviors that a person has to experience to really qualify for a diagnosis of depression. Now that doesn't mean that the person who's using it in a more colloquial way isn't experiencing sadness and maybe even intense sadness and grief, but really, you know, what determines whether someone meets criteria for a mental disorder has to go back to kind of certain factors. So one main component is this sadness, and it's sadness that has to last for at least two weeks, and it has to last for most of the day, almost every day. So I say sadness, it can be kind of similar things like hopelessness, um, really kind of just down, depressed mood, but it is chronic, and it is for at least two weeks. Another thing that people can have, so maybe someone isn't feeling sad, but they're feeling what we call anhedonic. And that means that they just don't find pleasure in things that they used to. So I'll often ask people, you know, what do you do for fun? What sort of things do you enjoy spending time doing? And they'll list some hobbies or some friends. And then I'll say, okay, what about in the last two weeks? Have you still enjoyed doing those things? Playing basketball, you know, hanging out with friends. And I know that I'm hearing anhedonia when they're saying, no, you know, I, 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 I didn't. I went out with friends and I didn't enjoy it or I couldn't even bring myself to go. Um, That's another kind of core feature of depression. And to meet criteria for depression, you have to have one of those two things. You either have to have this depressed mood nearly every day or this lack of pleasure, this anhedonia nearly every day. And that's again for at least two weeks. 
Um, other symptoms and signs that we see in maybe some real severe cases of depression, we see suicidal thoughts, um, plans or attempts. So people hurting themselves because they're feeling so hopeless about the future or so depressed. Um, we also see different changes in behavior. So some people tend to sleep a lot when they're depressed and some people tend to not sleep much at all, or they tend to eat a lot and gain weight, or they don't tend to eat much at all. So that's another thing that's important to realize about depression is that everyone experiences it kind of differently. Even though we have these key symptoms, they are variable across people. Um, so you might not be able to relate to someone's depression because they're experiencing it in a different way than you do, but it doesn't mean that they're not experiencing depression. So just being aware that the way that it affects people is going to vary across. So I know that when I was growing up, before I was in college, I always saw different terms of depression. So I saw that someone would say clinical depression or major depression or just depression and then when i got into college i realized there was major depression and then persistent depressive disorder and then premenstrual dysphoric disorder so could you help identify them all that you like the best way you can and what the correct terms are to use what i was just describing with the two weeks of intense sadness or anhedonia that really captures what we would call a major depressive episode or an mde and in order to get major depressive disorder, which is what most people refer to as clinical depression, you have to have experienced an MDE. Now, some people have that experience for longer than two weeks, but you have to have had that experience for at least two weeks. Um, you mentioned earlier that depression is a mood disorder and the mood disorders come and go. They're called episodic disorders. And what that means is Sometimes we'll experience a lot of symptoms of the disorder, so like a lot of depression, and then it might go away for a month or a couple months or a couple of years, and then it comes back. That's kind of, it's kind of like a wave, it comes and goes. And you see that with clinical depression or this major depressive episode. Now, the more persistent form of depression is, I think it's PDD, is that what? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> When I was in graduate school, it was just called dysthymia. Oh. Uh, with the revision of DSM-5, it got a new name. Um, but what you're talking about there is it's still episodic. It still comes and goes, but it's much more constant. So to get dysthymia or PDD, I think I'm doing that right. Yes. Um, <laughs> you have to have it for two years. So it's, it's milder than a major depressive episode. It's sadness, but it's less intense. Um, you know, instead of feeling worthless, you kind of have low self-esteem. Instead of being suicidal, you have hopelessness. So it's a less intense version of a major depressive episode, but it lasts longer. So it lasts for two years. So um, you can think of that as kind of more chronic, persistent, but um, less intense depression. And then the um, premenstrual dysphoric disorder is also a new disorder that just came out uh, in 2013 or was just adopted. And what that gets at is changes in mood that come with, um, you know, menstruation. So I think it's the week or two before menstruation when hormonal changes occur due to, you know, ovulation, um, women can experience changes in mood and behavior. So irritability, intense sadness, intense anxiety, 
as well as other changes. Um, and historically, people just kind of said, well, this is part of, you know, uh, PMS, um, you just kind of have to deal with it. And, and what they've come to learn is that for some women, it's actually so impairing that it does meet criteria for a mental disorder and something that you can get treatment for. You don't just have to kind of live with it every month. Since everyone's been depressed, quotes, air quotes, that they don't take it seriously when they see someone else going through depression because since they've gotten through it or whatever they've done, everyone else should just do what they do. So I wanted to talk about those statistics. I don't even know if you remember them, but like how people actually don't seek professional help if they're depressed. Yes, I, I do know what you're talking about. And it, it is really sad to see, I think, that sentiment above um, among people where, you know, you just kind of have to buckle down and get through it. It's kind of about, you know, the strength of your willpower versus it being, uh, you know, a mental disorder or some sort of disorder that you might need help with. I don't, you know, this is just from my own experience, but it does seem to be generational. Um, I know among my parents and, and their generation and definitely among my grandparents' generation that mental health wasn't really something to be talked about. It, you know, if it did occur, it was to kind of be kept in the family and, and you would deal with it as a family, which typically meant like kind of ignoring it, um, you know, not talking about it. And I'm happy to say that I, I do think, although we still have a long way to go, there is more acceptance these days that mental health is a real issue that not only you know, negatively affects people's own lives, but, you know, can lead to, to death and um, illness. So depression is associated with, you know, earlier morbidity, whether it's from related health problems. So people are more likely if they're depressed to have um, physical problems as well, like, you know, high uh, blood pressure, um, high cholesterol, obesity, all of these things that, um, you know, obviously make us less healthy. So it's not just, there is this connection between our minds and our bodies and our overall health. And um, it's not something that if you really do have depression, people can just kind of get through and deal with. And if they did, let's say whoever wrote that tweet did get through it, that's fantastic. And you are at risk of getting depressed again, because like what I said, it, and you know this, it's episodic, right? So these things come and they go. And when you experience a new stressor in your life, whether it's getting fired or moving to a new school or breaking up with a partner, you are at higher risk for getting depressed again. That's just how it works. So I really think it's unfair to expect people who are already struggling with such sadness and loss of pleasure in their lives to have to deal with these things on their own. Um, we wouldn't say that of a physical disorder if someone was experiencing cancer or diabetes or, you know, we would more than expect that they would get help from professionals to deal with that crisis in their life. So I really wanted to also talk about how you can see depression maybe with a loved one or a friend because I know we went over many symptoms already but I really wanted to discuss like what do we see today with depression yeah that's an interesting question I do think that you know everyone experiences it differently even though we have these core symptoms and what I notice in people who are depressed is they might not even realize that they're exhibiting behaviors that are kind of 
indicative or, or classic of depression. So one thing that I look for is kind of flat affect is what we call it, but where they're just not, um, the person isn't really ex expressing much with their voice or with their face. They're kind of, their responses are maybe monotone or one word answers. They're not really engaging. Um, sleeping all day is another good one. Really feeling like you don't have energy to get out of bed. So, you know, one of the best treatments for depression is um, social support and behavioral activation. And what behavioral activation is, is really just getting out into the world and doing things. So if you can convince your friend or loved one to just go on walks with you or um, talk to you on the phone every day or kind of do little things that get them up and moving, that really can help, um, even though they might seem like small changes. And then once people are making changes and feeling a little bit better, you might revisit the conversation and say, hey, you know what? I've noticed these changes and it still seems like you're struggling a bit. What about now? Do you feel like we could you know, try and make an appointment for you now? If you are someone where this episode is not giving you enough advice, please reach out to your local physician or please talk to someone that you can trust to really help you. And thank you again, Dr. Sade.